0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. We're a morning show for any hour, even happy hour, although we are not currently drinking. It's probably a mistake. I'm here, as always, with my friend Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic?
1: Hello, Mary Catherine. I'm doing fine. I did want to say one of the things I decided to get to over the weekend is my giant pile of newspapers, because I actually, I still get newspapers for The Wall Street Journal. Do you
0: get it seven days a week?
1: Well, they do six, right? The journal takes okay, that's right. Sundays off, but there's so many great sections. So during the week, I do look at the op eds. I mean, news is fine, but really just want to see what the op eds are. And then Mansion is on Friday, and that's the Envy section, okay, which is just you know to infuriate me about what people are paying for what
0: and, <laughs> and where. The line of work you have chosen. Oh yeah,
1: the line of work I've chosen because they're all you know because that's the one thing you do you want to find out is like what do these people do for a living? And it was really interesting. They did one recently. On, Vic,
0: Vic, there with his fist in the air. I went I, to Georgetown. I'll have you know, it, it's such
1: an outrage. No, and there was a there was a section on Arlington County, and sure enough, it was a profile of homes that had gone up on a double lot. So, and we knew because this is a street near us, and we knew the old man who lived there in this little home, and he was so sweet. And oh. he died, and then obviously his his kids or whoever, they sold it for a mint, and they built yeah. two giant homes in the same lot. Oh, wow. And it's quite something. So, but but the answer is lawyers. You have to be a lawyer. That's to be okay. to to live here. Yeah, I Yeah, lawyer so, or a
0: lobbyist. Yes, exactly. Lobbyist can- but
1: one of the things I did read was in off duty. I was meaning to get to this for some time, and it's about new American cuisine. Right, it's okay. all about the fusion, the melting, the mel- America's melting pot, and how people are mixing, you know, crazy things together like Indian and Mexican, and you know, getting up with crazy burritos with Indian inside, you know, stuff like that. America. Yes. America. It is what America is all about. It's sort of like you know the idea, like pizza, for example, or whatever, and how it's become like we all make. We go home and we make pasta, which is you know Italian, but we just we everyone we all do this, right? Yes. So one thing kept on popping up, and I've been seeing it on menus, and I haven't been able to explore like what is this, but I see it, and it's called char siu.
0: Un unfamiliar.
1: It's kind of pork. Okay. And I've been seeing it on Chinese menus, and then other menus other menus where they're like, "Oh, and what what would you like for your like for your like your taco, whatever, the inside stuffing? Do you want it with blah 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 or char siu?" And I'm okay. like, "What is this char siu?" right? Okay. So finally I read this piece and they talk about it almost in passing as just one of these things. It's not anything new. It's the red glazed pork from the Chinese restaurant.
0: Oh, they just called it
1: something different. Yeah, well, no, they. I guess no one ever called it anything. It was just assumed that's the sweet and sour. You know, the sweet pork. Oh, okay. It's that glaze that well, maybe, beautiful, delicious, maybe sweet, maybe tangy much glaze.
0: like much like switching from Kiev to Kiev. Like yes, that's we our, are, it's a it's just a shift to, toward a more culturally respectful yeah. name for it. Is I guess what
1: doing? I guess that's what you're. They're they're naming it now. This George, is the Mumbai of pork. It is. It's like Mumbai of pork, and this is how they say it in. In Cantonese, is char siu, and I think it's chow sha in in if Mandarin or whatever. But it's nothing new. It's the red pork, which I love. And now I know every time <laughs> and I. And now see you're it, good. I'm good, and I'm starving.
0: Okay, well now I know what it is as well. <sighs> yes,
1: don't just get it because that's the best kind. of spare ribs, or anything. It's so good. Okay, <laughs> and I'm starving now. Mary Catherine, how are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. I, we had a, a parenting question. In our house, Ooh. which I'll, I'll let the listeners think through this with me, and and reveal perhaps my mediocre parenting. So over the summer, the girls had to do not had to do you're you're invited to do a summer workbook that had ten weeks of work in it over the summer. Just Optional, to, just to keep them up to date. If they turn it in at the beginning of the year, completed, oh. they get a dress down day from there, so they don't have to be in their uniforms on Friday.
1: So an incentive,
0: my. The younger of the two, my middle child, is a she's a real self starter. She's like just whipping through this thing. It's also easier work, you know, it's first grade work. So, the the older one is like, she and I are dawdling on this. We're not we're not engaging in the workbook as often as we should. Mm-hmm. They go to camps, we go to vacation, we miss the thing, right. And I'm like, you know what? This is my style. We can fit this in in the last week. <laughs> so we'd try to do like six weeks of worksheets in the last. A summer cram session. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, cram sessions are really my specialty. So, However, they are not necessarily her specialty just because they're mine. So she's like, you know, really not really resisting this. But we got quite a bit of work done. Okay. We got almost to the end of the 10th week, but we did not finish. And I didn't sign the little certificate in the back that said she finished because we didn't finish. But I said, take it in, turn it in anyway, because we want to show that we did some work. So she turned it in. She comes home this week, and in her little take-home folder is a bright yellow certificate that says she gets a dress-down day. Oh,
1: they let her in. They let it go. They let
0: it. Th- and I was like, oh, it's one of those deals where, like, if you have to write the journal for your English class, and they flip through it and see that you wrote things, they give you credit for it. That's, <laughs> that's what happened here. Someone flipped through this, saw that she did some work, and said she gets to do the dress-down day. Now, I know in my heart— That she did not do the entire book and she didn't earn the dress down day. However, I have another part of this, which is now granted, this is not a government authority, but there is a part of me that is like, well, it is the authority's duty to determine. Accurately yes. whether she did the thing. Don't question at this point. Don't question. <laughs> just assume they looked and, at it and said it was good enough. And do you look a gift horse in the mouth or do you just go ahead with it? And what am I teaching my daughter? And so my husband and I are having this conversation in front of the the kids. So she's getting both sides of this debate. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's like when you squeak on a you know, you're like you're speeding a little bit in a in a zone, but like there's no cop there. This is part this is part of the world. It's just you know? like that. But then I had a, I had a sneaking guilty feeling. It was like, maybe I should just tell her that this is not cool. She took care of it for me. My integrity-filled she- nine-year-old told her teacher oh. that she did not properly yeah. complete the book. And, s- and said, I will not be doing the dress tonight. And I was like, I mean, can't ask for better than that. I didn't. I didn't have to make the decision. What she did, makes the the righteous decision over how, here.
1: How how did Steve weigh in?
0: He didn't know about this until after the fact. I mean, uh, he he saw. We had a brief conversation about it, uh-huh. but he, she, this was of her own volition entirely. So
1: you didn't guilt her into doing this.
0: No, I I the opposite. I was giving her a pass.
1: That's very important,
0: which is may or may not be correct because I try to be I try to be pretty honest. But when there's like an authority figure, like I'm the kind of person who would go and tell the cashier that they hadn't charged me for something. I would do something like this that. This is her George Washington Cherry
1: Tree moment. Yeah.
0: She she did she came through. She came through. So, that's that's
1: <laughs> What did you say to her when she when she told you she gave it back and the teacher wasn't I, s-
0: I said good for you. You like you doing better than I am over here.
1: That's <laughs> That's that's so, wonderful. I was proud of her. That's wonderful. I I I, uh, I I would have
0: totally been like, "Eh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do think there was a. There's a part of me, although I want to be scrupulous. There's a part of me that's like, well, they got to be scrupulous too, right? Like, they got to do the. It's incumbent upon them. Yeah. at me like, try to scam the it's the, it's scam the little Christian the, school. The, <laughs> the,
1: the, the 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 example. It's the you know. But you set a good example. You set a very good example, Mary well, Catherine.
0: I try. I feel. Like, I feel like <laughs> but you know what? She's quite a contrarian as well. So maybe because I was on that side, she was like, "I'm going the other direction, Mom." <laughs> oh,
1: I know. I mean, but you. But you weren't like hey— you know, when you get a freebie, don't tell anybody. No, Just, I was you know, on the line about no, it. And I was Very like, good.
0: I mean, they gave it to you, but uh. anyway. So she will not be dressed down. Her sister will be dressed down because her work, work was, was complete.
1: Wonderful. You know, about more than a quarter century ago, I'll put it this way, more than a quarter century ago, I had an, a situation where it turns out I had a $20 bill that was counterfeit. Oh really yeah because but you yeah, know I mean <laughs> I don't have a machine I didn't make yeah. it I got it it's in S- circulation
0: silly for you to make just one yes
1: exactly I just I, it was this was a test run <laughs> and you know they do what they do is they do a marking. Thing and then they can tell the color and they said uh, at the McDonald's actually here in Roslyn more than twenty five years ago and said we can't incorrect you know, sir. we can't we can't we can't accept this I said this is crazy so then I remember going to like a Treasury uh, officer there was one of these uniform Secret Service guys on the street and I told him the situation and he said yeah unfortunately you got to uh, the only thing you can do is turn it bring it to a bank you know yeah. to take it out of circulation I said do they give me one. <laughs>
0: He yeah, returned, and do he's I like, get no. another one? No, he does.
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't. I'd like
0: to return. Yeah. I would like to exchange this bill for a proper one.
1: I mentioned this to my mother at the time, and she said, "Oh, she scoffed and she goes, oh, just, just give it to me. I'll give it to Marlin at the Filipino store. He he won't know the difference.' <laughs> I I did not do that, but you there know, you know, go. I just want to Look say, at you, Vic. It's it's out of circulation. So.
0: It's out of circulation now. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, well. Uh, there's everybody's big lessons and that's right uh, that's right that's uh, That's proper
1: we we try to do the right thing i
0: mean that's that's the name of the game back we try
1: life is hard enough
0: oh my goodness we have a lot of news today but first a quick word from our sponsor from the grocery store to the gas station working families are getting
1: hammered by rising prices but instead of focusing on inflation congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors Another misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American
0: workers alone. It all piles up. It does. By the end of the week. Yes. And then I have so many t- things to think about. Okay. First of all, we said that we were going to do a, a bit of a British Recap. Yes. Now, there is some breaking news out of the UK that the Queen's health is not great and that her kids have been called to her bedside, which is never a a super positive sign. But because that's breaking, we're not going to get too into it because it'll be. That's right. We'll have more by the time we're back next time. At the time
1: time of this recording, it is unclear if London Bridge has fallen. Yes. Is the code.
0: So we will not get into great detail about that. We wish her the best. She's a tough and wonderful lady she
1: who shall not be named <laughs> in- i wish her the, i've always wished her the best
0: oh dear anyway hey, can we do
1: the show in, in british accents we- no we <laughs> no,
0: no absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not okay if you had given me some practice time yes. maybe okay anyway You're my duke
1: of edinburgh's accent oh, the entire that episode. is not even it that was- is that was the actor from the crowd oh, okay. i'm doing his i'm doing his <laughs> accents like, wow, doing- wow, yes wow wow that was bad
0: okay <laughs> Disrespect. Sorry. Disrespect. Okay. I did want to go please. I wanted to go over the, the new Prime Minister. Oh, the yes. news of the new Prime Minister. Liz Truss. Liz Truss, who is of the conservative side of the aisle. She takes over for Boris Johnson, who was ousted by his own party after several COVID partying related scandals. There was no general election. That was this was just a fight within yes. the Tory party, correct? Yes. That for who would be the head of that party and the head of that party, because the party still has the majority in the House of Commons, gets to form the government. So they had a fight inside their party about it. Liz Truss-One, she is 47 years old.
1: Oh, you didn't need to tell me that.
0: 47 years old. And she was born in 1975.
1: Oh, man. But, I, you know, I've reached a point already where like a lot of world leaders are now younger than
0: She is also the third female prime minister yes, that's in British right. history. That's right, after Theresa All May. All of them conservative. It- Thatcher, Theresa May. Now Liz Truss. That
1: must drive certain strange people crazy. That yeah. so
0: strange. In fact, we have audio of Liz Truss taking questions in Parliament, the Prime Minister's questions, from Theresa May, who is still in Parliament and was the Prime Minister preceding Boris Johnson. So let's hear a little bit of that. May I congratulate my right honourable friend and welcome her to her position yeah. as the third. Yeah. Yeah. my right hon. Friend, why does she think it is that all three female Prime Ministers have been Conservative? Well, I I thank my right hon. Friend for her fantastic question. I look forward to calling on her advice uh, from her time in office as as I start my work. As I start my work as prime minister, it is it is quite extraordinary, isn't it? That there doesn't seem to be uh, the ability in the Labour Party to find a uh, a female leader or indeed a leader who doesn't come from North London. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. You know, the British can really mic drop and sound so civilized about it.
1: Great repartee. So I got sorry. I promise no bad accents. and by the way, and, and, by and the way our our politicians
0: yes. really do not train for this kind of thing. No,
1: and 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 of course, it's it's obviously it's frowned upon to have that sort of boisterous reactions. You know, for and against. I mean, you do hear it. You know, in Congress, right. but not to the extent. No, they're very good at debating.
0: I enjoyed that, and <laughs> the New York Times has some thoughts Ooh. on Truss's cabinet, which I just think is framed. So interestingly, you guys are adorable at the New York Times. The headline is, trust forms a cabinet, diverse in background, but not in ideology. Sadly. Oh, oh is that something we care about now?
1: Diversity Do of we thought. Ca- They've always been for <laughs> because, diversity of Because thought.
0: I was told that that was not the diversity we were seeking.
1: You know what's interesting? When conservatives, you know, they always get attacked, right, for saying, "Oh, they'd never vote for a woman for president," right? This is, you know, they all talk about this. Elizabeth Warren talks about this. How? Why is it that she, in the Democratic primary, I'd like AOC to point talked out, about
0: it in her big GQ oh, cover G, the, the story GQ that she'll, she'll, she'll never, story. she will probably never be president because women, uh, yeah. women are hated in America. It
1: actually brought tears to her eyes Yikes. because kids want to know that they can become president, and the little girls, and she was like, "Mm mm you know, she what she 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 wanted to tell them no because of all the sexists, you know. Oh, man. And so so inspiring, very inspiring, and and conservatives will often say, well, it really doesn't matter. It's about the, you know, what their policies are, what they believe in, what they stand for, you know, and people will say if Condi Rice ran for president, a conservative would, you know, cuz would vote for yeah, Condi Rice. Imagine that. Right. Now we know what the answer is, which is if that ever happens, If Nikki Haley or whoever ever becomes president and is a Republican.
0: It just doesn't count.
1: It does not count because she does not. You're better off with a white male representing your ideas than somebody who is a woman. And all you did was complain about that, you know, uh, a minority woman like Republicans would never vote for one. What it
0: is is actually actually Uh makes them more dastardly and powerful. Yeah. It's a cover. This this is actually in the piece. It's a cover, political cover for doing more mm-hmm. conservative mm-hmm. things. What's interesting, so I'll, let me run through the, the, the intros of the oh. of the folks to you. Yeah. One, one attended Britain's most famous private high school, Eton College, another is top drawer, top drawer lawyer, and the third holds a senior rank as an army reservist. The resumes of those handed the top three cabinet posts by Britain's new prime minister, Liz Truss, are typical of generations of high achievers in her ruling conservative party. What is different is that none of the three are white. So they're all children of immigrants. Yeah. And this is now they start pointing out. Well, they do seem to all come from the same class. Now I agree that class diversity is good and helpful, but especially to political that, leaders. Yeah. But this is not what they've been asking for. No. So there's the chancellor of the exchequer, Kwasi Karting, and he is his parents are an economist and a lawyer. Came to Britain from Ghana as students in the 1960s. New foreign secretary is James Cleverly, whose mother came to Britain from Sierra Leone. He's a lieutenant colonel and an army reservist. And then. Mistress's inner circle, while progressive in its ethnic makeup, also has a hard ideological edge, and they point to Suella Braverman, whose father came to Britain from Kenya in 1968, but she is nonetheless more hardline on immigration and refugees and has other solutions than the Labour Party would want, and therefore this woman of color. Not, is she really one, though? And the, the thing that cracks me up about this is that throughout... The New York Times never wrestles with the idea that perhaps the reason there are people of color from diverse backgrounds Mm -hmm. here who rose to the top, perhaps it is because they represent their communities and parts of their communities who actually believe the things (laughs) that the conservative party is trying to do. That's That's never considered an option.
1: Yeah. God forbid. But we know about this double standard. It goes back to even if you go to—I was thinking about 2008 and the way Sarah Palin was treated by the media. Oh, the excitement! Oh, the Republicans have a vice president who is a woman, and the things that they demanded of her—you know, uh, proof of who's, you know, if who if, if was her child. Yeah, and that one. That one, that? That, that one got, got ugly. That one got really ugly. And I'm not talking about, you know, Sarah Palin now, which is an entirely different story. But in 2008, you know, versus the, the media's treatment of Kamala Harris. For example. Yes.
0: Quite different.
1: Quite different. But but it's always been sort of the left sphere that you know Republicans would hijack, you know, the the minority story and they do everything they can to either downplay it if they in fact install or have somebody appointed or somebody who wins elected office who is a minority versus if it's on their side. If you think about Winsome Sears, for example, yep. the lieutenant governor of Virginia who is a black and she is in the she was in the military. Yes. And You know, it pains them to have to point this out, whereas if it was-
0: Strangely, the country
1: does not know about this woman. (laughs) The profiles of Winsome Sears, if she were a Democrat, would be GQ level.
0: Oh, she'd be on, yeah, she'd be on the cover of GQ. And it goes
1: back to, and I think it was Miguel Estrada, I think if I could be wrong about this, when George W. Bush wanted to nominate him for the Supreme Court. Oh, yes. And the Democrats did everything in their power to prevent Republicans from claiming the first Hispanic she, uh, oh yeah, no. There, there was a
0: memo that became public, was yeah. leaked. It was actually left on a printer yeah. in the Senate. That's right. A memo that said, "Hey, we can't. Basically, we can't let this guy through because we can't yeah. let Republicans have the first Hispanic likely yeah. on the Supreme Court. That is not something that we can countenance. So, literally yeah. racist. Yeah. The reason they yeah. stopped him. Nonetheless, as I, I know, I know we, This will surprise you because we haven't talked about this before. The uh, provenance. Of the leaked memo became the story instead yeah. of the content of the leaked memo because that's how it works depending on whether the press likes the narrative or doesn't.
1: And certainly like, the Republicans' reaction to the memo—that yeah. oh, yeah, would be poun- the story. They
0: pounced. We pounced um, on that
1: memo. Yeah, it
0: was left on a printer, so that's on that's on whoever leaves it on the printer. Yeah, yeah. Friends, anyway, what else? Oh, but, but Any I was anything? anything say, no, else? I, I just
1: I no I I just have high hopes for Liz Truss. I know uh, because she is uh, unlike her predecessor, you know Boris Johnson, who actually campaigned from the right and then governed from the left. She's an actual—she's more Thatcherite. Right. And it couldn't come—sort uh, uh, of a, the need for sort of a ra- radical Thatcherite reform could not come at a better time now that Britain is probably facing its worst economic crisis since the 1970s.
0: Right. And, and the energy stuff as well, which oh, she will be open to. It's going to be huge. On. She's
1: already announced that she's lifting the fracking ban because they're facing this, 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 this problem of energy dependence, which— our last president pointed out, and of course, much to much mocking and ridicule when Trump was warning the Germans about Oops. German dependence, and they laughed, and that's don't be he's ridiculous. And of course, now Germany is you know saving its last. I think three nuclear reactors they can't shut them down. Yeah. And uh,
0: narrator, he was not being ridiculous.
1: No, and and, and and so same thing. So so good for Liz Truss, and certainly with not having the same high tax policies as Boris Johnson was pushing for. So. Well, best, I wish her well.
0: Best to her, yeah. and in all the questioning and all the also, I want to give, I want to give,
1: I want to give props to Dominic Green, a great guy, who right after Boris Johnson announced that he was going to step down, I said, oh, a word on the street is, because I thought I had the word on the street was Rishi Sunak was going to be right. the next British Prime Minister, and he said, Uh, kind of all sorts of different problems for Rishi, and that he suspected it would probably be Liz Truss. So Dominic Green was right.
0: He called it. Back back here stateside, we had a fun exchange between none other than, oh. than Peter Ducey of Fox News and Karine Jean Pierre, who, I mean, actually sort of shocking that she hasn't been asked this question before now.
1: What is it really <laughs> shocking though? No, no. Well, no, I, yeah. well
0: yes, if you <laughs> if you have any faith in the news media, which I generally <laughs> do not. But their whole thing is we're we're here to protect you from the election deniers. They are a they are a threat. To democracy, but as we know, often election denying is not bad if you do it from the left. That's that is okay. And so, very shortly after Karine Jean Pierre became the press secretary, everyone noticed that in the past, as many, many, many liberal talking heads have done, she had said that Trump did not win the election in 2016, and she had also said that you know the eminent and incumbent governor Stacey Abrams of. Georgia had had been elected in that great state, not Kemp, not Kemp, who's who's stolen that office from her. So she's finally asked about it. Let's see what she has to say. The new attention on the mag of Republicans. You tweeted in 2016, oh, I knew Trump
1: stole yeah. an election. You tweeted, I
0: was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question.
1: Well, <laughs> here we go. You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now. Yeah.
0: So let's happened? let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I Out have been I have ridiculous. been. Well, you're asking me you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was well, ridiculous. I was I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. That was not a good answer.
1: It's <laughs> remarkable because if she was anticipating Peter Ducey was going to ask that question, her best answer was that.
0: It really should have workshopped that one. Should have workshopped. I I joked yesterday on Twitter. It's like Crash Davis telling you what the pitch is and then you just whiff it. Like, I knew this was coming and I have nothing.
1: Well, the only thing you could do is, if you're on her side, is trying to rationalize, but you're going to extreme lengths, like Whoopi Goldberg on The View.
0: Right. We pull up that one Yeah, I don't know if you have that clip. I do, I do. Because
1: that'll explain sort of like, if you you need it, to find an excuse for those unfortunate tweets of yep. questioning election fraud of the election results in 2016 or 2018, Whoopi has the answer. You
0: know what? Let's give credit where it's due, though. She didn't say she was hacked when those. No, tweets at least she didn't say that, first. right? Like Joy. Let's Reed. see what we got here. And also, let's also remember that she was part of MoveOn.org.
1: She was not an elected official. That's right, she was. So- she was doing her part as an american citizen saying how she felt about an election whether you like it or not
0: everybody talks about everybody has the right freedom of speech so that's the difference oh we're very you do you now you do you Karine jean-pierre yes freedom
1: of, uh, you know freedom of speech between an, somebody who is not elected and then not even elected and appointed Person, well, she, so she that also, that you can't have it, it, they don't see any sort of weird hypocrisy going on. In well, she's her also opinion just, calling just this part out. of
0: just part of MoveOn.org, a political organization oh. designed to make people mad that things were stolen from them by yeah. using the exact same tactics yeah. that many of the groups they decry use on the right. This right. is the you ha, there is if you're going to call for responsibility on this subject, and I think it is right to do so. Mm-hmm. You cannot just ignore this stuff. You can note I've never been to the Capitol on the day of vote counting to try and mess it up. That is a fair <laughs> that's a fair line sure. to draw, right But sure. many many many, many mm-hmm. most even Trump voters and Republicans never set foot there either right 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 And so they can't also be smeared in that way right. if you are mm-hmm. not. It's just like you, you know, it's just like it's different when we do it. It's really not that different guys.
1: Particularly coming from the side that going back to 2000 had said the Supreme Court had stolen the election. 2004, the Diebold. Selected, not elected. Yes. Do you remember 2004? The Diebold machines in Ohio, they flipped it for Bush. And of course, uh, 2016 with Trump, 2018, Stacey Abrams, as Crean Jean Pierre knows full well. Again, it's just for one, it only applies to one side. But the other thing is, you know, we talk about how horrible her response was to Peter Ducey's question. Doesn't matter. No, Nobody else not. is going to be like, "Oh, you know, he really got her there." They'll be like, <laughs> "Let's let's move on." And January 6th.
0: It's so. just yeah. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. You she can have you can have it you
1: can actually have it both ways Everyone if you're on that side. Everyone stop being
0: idiots and stop yeah. encouraging people to think that things are true that are not. Mm-hmm. But no, you're just allowed to do it if you're on the other side. Anyway. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine, KJP. Anyway. <laughs> Out in the beautiful paradise of California. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's both a. First of all, it is a beautiful paradise, and just in the, the scenery and everything. Policy wise, we yeah. are told it's a paradise, right? This is California freedom. policies. Freedom. It's
1: the embodiment of freedom, according to the governor.
0: California policies, according to yes, Governor Newsom's, weird attack ad on the governor of Florida, <laughs> trying to lure his citizens back to California from Florida, to which they have fled. Yes. Uh, freedom to go to says, the bathroom anywhere. This is anywhere. <laughs> this sorry. Is, we got freedom in California and he's you know he's terrible death santos over here. Yeah. Well, in California right now temperatures are high. The grid is not great, the electric grid. Note of course that within a week they had announced the policy that they're outlawing gas-powered cars within the next 5 years in California so you can only have electric vehicles and the grid fails within the week. So the requirements for California citizens this week were basically like don't turn on anything after four p.m. By the way, how are you a working in, parent and you can't turn on anything? Including
1: appliances. Yes,
0: like you can't run a little wash after four p.m.
1: What, what's remarkable, by the way, is Jimmy Kimmel on his show was telling his audience that we have to do our part. You know, it's it's yeah. not it's not anybody's fault. By the way, right? You know, it's just very hot because of climate change.
0: Oh, yeah, and of that course, we of all course. we
1: all have to pitch in. So dim the lights, raise the thermostats. Don't charge your electric vehicles. My, my 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 concern is this, Mary Catherine, which is if they're going to eventually ban the internal combustion engine, right, gas-powered cars, and California and neighboring states that will follow its lead, as they always say, will go fully electric vehicle. If everybody drove an electric vehicle, does that have any impact on the power grid, the it, amount of electricity? It that's seems
0: like it would. Used? And By the way, Elon Musk was was tweeting, because he's a freaking genius, like, buy my special battery thing that generates its own and allows you to sell it back to the grid so that you won't be stuck in this policy paradise where you cannot use the electric grid. Now, of course, Texas is is a red state that has had a catastrophic failure in the last couple of years as well in a huge snowstorm. One of the things that gets me about the energy stuff is this is a real basic of sort of Mm government-overseen, really important stuff. Right. And when they concentrate on a lot of other things, like whether two-year-olds are wearing masks, Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't have the bandwidth (laughs) to to make sure that the electricity is working. And I would like them to make sure the electricity is working.
1: I think it's fine that half the time they govern is focused on virtue signaling. I think that's good.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. By the way, we have Jennifer Granholm contemporaneously in some of these telling us how this is great. California is in the lead, can show the rest of the nation how it is done. I love the fact that California is unabashedly bold about about energy policy. Obviously, that's where I'm interested in. You know, I, I, I think it's a, a you know the canary uh, in the coal mine the canary in the coal mine is a is a sign of badness guys the canary <laughs> drops dead it is the canary in the coal <laughs> well, you mine out of she, oxygen she's like she's selling the canary in the coal mine. There, like,
1: there are not many coal mines left in california by the way i think there's like three i love that she's um.
0: selling canary in the coal mine like it's tweety just like flitting through the yeah. the coal mine no that's a bad thing secretary of yeah it's, it's about
1: to tell us something bad is about to happen <laughs> when the canary starts, stops singing.
0: So that's our energy secretary, waxing poetic about California's plans. But, you know, it, it's
1: funny because not being able to charge your electric vehicle, for example, that's part of the whole plan. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's it, the, the pain, the cruelty, as they say. But, you know, it's like I have a friend who lives in a, a very fancy part of Boston who doesn't drive at all forget about electric vehicles just not drive and you know he's like why can't you just take your why can't you bike to work well, or and, bike to the supermarket and
0: this is the thing is I, I like i am happy for cities to set policies that make people who want to live in dense areas mm-hmm. that are walkable and friendly to them to make that a reality for those people not everyone wants to live in those places mm-hmm. and i think it's funny to hear people try to sell that when we just spent two years with the people in the densest populated areas with the bluest governance being under the thumb of local regulators to such an extreme degree. And in fact, being actually in a little more danger from COVID itself because they were more densely packed. So making this sell to Americans at this point seems like a bad calculation to me, Mm -hmm. but they're all about it, they're all about it.
1: And by the way, just a, you know a little pro tip for the listeners when you get that in the mail the the letter from your energy company suggesting you get on their special plan so you have lower prices for your electric bills don't do it because then you're wedded to them and somehow i mean this is the story that's coming out in california about you're locked you know out of your thermostat oh
0: yeah no, no they have they have your for data certain times this is this is the thing i like data. about the gas power cart now of course like look I know that I carry a phone that knows where I am all the time. The man is always spying on me. I'm giving big data to everyone. I I understand that. But do I like to minimize it a little when I can? Yes. And a gas-powered car, like, they don't, to my knowledge, no one knows that I got whatever number of gallons in Linden, Virginia, on such and such date. But an electric vehicle is an iPhone you're driving around. Yeah, It has all that information, and the big tech companies are perfectly happy to pass that over to regulators who will then mm. say how much have you charged your car this month i'm not into that i'm not into that giving my petrol
1: you know how they monitor it's like your car's movements by the way
0: oh, the, the, mi- the microchip
1: know. through the vaccine
0: oh that's how that's i knew how that they... was well <laughs> i knew that was how they did it <laughs>
1: sorry Oh, and and, 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 now a word for our sponsor. I (laughs) refected. Okay, so on the other side of the country, you were talking about Florida.
0: Yes. Well, so we have a bit of a you know what? The the power of this ad is that it's not a response ad to Newsom because Newsom's just like, I'm going to drop bombs on Governor DeSantis because I feel like it and I'm this is how I stay relevant. By the way, Gavin Newsom did a press conference yesterday in a fleece inside a building so we know that thing was not set at eighty degrees. Yeah, it's chilly in those He's eyes. enjoying himself just like he did at the French laundry during COVID. Yeah. This is how it works. You guys are gonna have to suffer. Yeah. He ain't gonna have to suffer anyway. and kids in schools. When so other
1: kids were not in schools.
0: DeSantis right. runs a runs an ad. This is his first, I believe his first general election ad, maybe the second, but it's sort of laying the groundwork for his general election, which of course he would like to run up the score and he has lots of cash on hand. He has a lot of support in the state of Florida oh. despite being the merchant of death
1: and outside the
0: state. Yeah, that's his, his press secretary. That is. People keep calling him a dictator, but people are welcome to leave Florida, and in fact, they're welcome just not to come here at all. But they keep coming. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. So here's Ron DeSantis making making his case with the help of fellow Floridians.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Governor Ron DeSantis. Today we deliver for the people of Florida yet again.
0: We saved our jobs.
1: And kept us going. They tried to shut us down, but you saved our business. $1,000 bonuses. You had our backs. And honored our service.
0: You led by facts, not fear.
1: And you let us decide. You
0: let me go to school. You gave me a voice.
1: You put us first.
0: And didn't let them keep us apart.
1: You let us learn.
0: You let us compete. All of us.
1: You protected our right to worship together in person. And you raised our pay. You protected our waters and kept Florida beautiful. When they attacked you, you didn't cave. You stood strong for Florida. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Governor.
1: Gracias, Governor DeSantis. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. You know you're in yeah. a decent place when you run an ad like that. Yeah. That's a tell. That's right. that the 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 ground looks good out there for him.
1: Right. I mean, there. The, he, there's a different ad that goes after Chris, and it's pretty brutal. But the but the the, the positive ads. You want, that's, that should, you're taking the high road and voters like that you're confident obviously you don't have to be the one you're having other people do the I mean yep. actors whoever but they're doing the talking for you it's just very well crafted
0: and it's a uh, by, by the way the cast of characters there is oh, a, is like a, a, a very line, diverse a line cook a mechanic oh, yeah. mm-hmm. some athletes I enjoyed the the Special Olympics mm-hmm, athlete where mm-hmm, he famously mm-hmm, had that controversy mm-hmm. where they wanted them all vaxxed and some that's of them couldn't right. get vaxed, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm, said no 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 they will compete mm-hmm. still actually got a little teary at that part in the kid going to school
1: the, young, the, the kid uh, <laughs> saying you let me go to school is such a great not going to lie i was like that bit, no, that's working totally for true. me
0: then they had yeah. a, a teacher and of course somebody talking about church and being yeah. able to get together these things do matter and of now different that, races Yes. And,
1: and and men and women so
0: so that's the that's that's sort of the basis for his reelect and yeah. and i think shows why he's Run up many more points than when he first became governor. He, run, he won by a very small margin against Chris, um, right? No, or no, Gillum. It wasn't Gillum. Oh, Gillum. excuse me. Yes, right. they, now, they now, yeah, can't even see those now, pictures. Now disgraced. Yeah, Gillum. don't look at the pictures. So he won by a very, very small amount, but he has a real record during a very difficult, tough time, and a lot of people in Florida like what he delivered, and that's the that's the there bottom line, and will a- be the bottom line when he if he runs against Trump. Will be the argument against him as well that like look I stood up to the forces that wanted to do these mm-hmm. things and you elevated, Fauci. That's going right. to be the argument. Yeah, he could do that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be great for 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 DeSantis because he has all these things on his side. I mean, it was really as you were saying, you know, the first year or two of COVID, you know, you're taking a huge chance. You're hoping that it isn't in fact like the movie Contagion, you know, or outbreak. Well, but and- you know, but he held his ground because he. He listened to these doctors and scientists, and this is what we're telling him. Based on that, he decided, you know what, it would be crazy to close the beaches.
0: Yeah, Mm. I mean, smart. This is this is the thing I I do like about him and about that approach, is that it wasn't just winging it. Right. Now we had somewhat minimal information, but we knew that older folks were more vulnerable, and Mm -hmm. we knew that outside was safer. Yes. So he didn't shut down the beaches. He did do far more isolation of of nursing home yeah. folks and trying to keep them from spreading among each other than, say, oh, I don't know, Cuomo in New York, who was right. the media hero. And he also let young people go to school mm-hmm. after they figured out with some data that there's not much danger here. Everyone is finally sort of catching up on the fact that that was the right call. He doesn't get a ton of credit for it from the media, but he should yeah, because it really matters. He was a bulwark against inequity, I tell you.
1: I remember going on these runs when COVID shutdown had started, and maybe it was in the late spring or early fall of 2020, and I'd run by the local Catholic school, private school, and all the little kids were in the playground. Now, even at the time early on, they had masks outside, fine, whatever, but the fact is they were were together and they were still in school, and all the other kids are at home. Yep. Mondays were off. there were not even any remote learning on there was no remote learning on Monday. Oh, yeah, no, they just took Monday remember off. that Mondays and, were off and then you didn't and and in a lot of cases, kids did not have their screens on you. don't know what they're doing. Well, and you know it's
0: and everyone says liberals who sort of defend this policy to this day will tell you, well, many parents were scared to send their kids back to school. That is true. That's yeah. not that is not untrue right Here's the here's the trick, guys. the more schools were open, And had practice Mm -hmm. and had a track record of showing that things were okay, the more parents were comfortable sending their kids, thereby making the schools functional and making everybody more comfortable. So when places like Northern Virginia had a year of wasted time at home and had been told that their schools would kill everyone Mm -hmm. for a year and a half. People were understandably more wary than right. they were in Georgia, where they had sent their kids and everything worked out OK.
1: Kids were already going back to school in New Jersey and Massachusetts before Virginia.
0: It was, <gasps> we, crazy we really it was crazy. We really did. crazy We did fantastic work yeah. here in northern Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fantastic work. At any rate, that's, that's DeSantis versus Newsom. If we end up with that matchup someday, you guys can all look forward to it.
1: 2032, because <laughs> you, it's going to be Biden and Trump for the next oh, two cycles, gosh. I think. You know
0: what? Let's have Biden and Trump do prime minister's questions. Can you imagine how terrible? Just a That's, just a that full, would be amazing. A full onslaught on the English <laughs> language. In, every, it, the, in the, every, the, every direction. The English language will direction. never recover from that. In every, in that. every direction. Um, <laughs> All right. One last thing. Let's we'll we'll close with something like Yeah. The Free Beacon, under the leadership of Vic oh. Mattis, has run a book review of something called "The Church of Baseball: The Making of yeah. Bull Durham." Home runs, bad calls, crazy fights, big swings, and a hit.
1: You like this? You like the you like the rev- you like the well, review? I'm from and I'm fr- Oh yeah, that's right. This yeah. is of course. This, this, is,
0: is, this, this is like is, our this is, is our claim to fame. This is your yeah. We make tobacco, uh-huh. Duke basketball, and that yeah. one baseball movie from 1988 that people enjoyed.
1: Still has resonance. <laughs> I mean, the book had come out a few months ago, but I had seen my friend, our friend Sonny Bunch, talk about it on social media, and I said, you know. Still basketball. I'm baseball, sorry, basketball. <laughs> it's still baseball season, and going into the fall, obviously, so it's not too late. And in fact, I did. Ran, I ran back-to-back Sundays: Terry Eastland on Ricky Henderson, the greatest stealer of all time. Yep. And then I ran this review by a young writer, Zach Kessel, who's still at Northwestern. He's a student. I there. saw that. But he's a big baseball fan. He writes very well. And and you and I, th- there are a few things that are interesting in this book. One is the culture of. The baseball, the, the, the locker room, where you sometimes have to pretend in some cases to be dumber than you are, right? right. Because you know you, you don't want to be you know I'm one of the guys. There's various suspicions either that you're part of management, lawyer, as as the author of the book says, or that you can't you just can't be trusted, and so you know you would hide your you would hide your serious books, you know, wrapped in some like you know adult magazine or whatever, just as as a thing. And the other thing is how difficult it was to get the movie on screen they needed Kevin Costner, right. you know, to to actually show up to say, Yes, this is worth a move this is a movie worth doing. And then the other thing is how there was a physical altercation with the studio exec because they were not happy with Susan Sarandon. Dun, dun, dun. And in the original review it just left it at that. And I actually I I asked Zach, I said, Well, who did they want? What,
0: what kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they uh, it's not actually mentioned in the book, but he did some digging and it turns out they preferred Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger.
0: Well, I mean, she that was. That was her time. She was the hotness yeah. in 1980. Uh, and in, of course,
1: she played a femme fatale in The Natural.
0: Sure, yeah. I, th- yeah. I do think I am not a, like a huge Susan Sarandon fan. I'm not a hater. Yeah. But she was right in yes. this sort of like mm-hmm. romanticized, blowhardy, yeah. pseudo intellectual role. And it was pseudo, yeah, which is fantastic. Right. And the movie's just very, very rich. If you've yeah. never seen it, you should watch it. They're just interesting characters. The whole thing is chock full of great dialogue. And to my mind, the pseudo-intellectualism of it gives it like a little bit of heft without taking it over the top because it's just like she's sort of being poked a little bit of fun at.
1: Yes. Do you know what fascinates me is the subculture of minor league groupies? Yeah. But, you know, for some reason that wasn't in the review. That Do, would have been in my review. That would have been your review. But, you know, I respect the
0: writer. Don't it, want to despite get into the that. Fact but there's a subculture of Despite b- the fact that I grew up in Durham, I was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going no, to when, that. When, gonna I, when I was have... a kid, actually, there was a call for extras for this movie. And, uh, really? And we famously were not allowed, my brothers and I were not allowed to go out for that call because they shot the movie in February. Oh, in Durham. So it was very cold, but you had to dress like the summer. My dad was like, I am not taking you out there when it is 35 degrees (laughs) in shorts and a t-shirt and like freezing our butts off all day because, you know, it's a long day of shooting and you're just sitting in the sands. You can see in all the baseball scenes on the mound and stuff that they're, you can see their breath because it was not summertime.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we were not allowed, but I have stood up there behind that bull and pulled the, uh, Pulled the string to make his eyes light up and stuff. Is Yes, yeah, so you can a hit producer that. Producer yeah. Jennifer is like, this movie came out before I was <laughs> Way born. Way
1: before. <laughs> is, is, so is it still like a, a tourist destination thing, like sort of Field of Dreams?
0: Yes, people do love to go to a Bulls game. We have a uh-huh. new, new park. It's like 25 years old. We have a new park now. I prefer the classic park because that's where I grew up. But we built a new one yeah. downtown. And the, the bull is still around. The hit the bull, win a Yes. Yeah. Hit so.
1: the bull, win a stake. Anyway.
0: Watch it if you hadn't. It's a fun one, especially for the end of baseball season.
1: It's a nice way to end the week, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. On that note, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for being with us. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.